Every year I know we gonna go hard We been that team ever since Bart Starr All my cheese heads go pack go Ain't show with no mercy cutting no slack no Alright welcome to Lombardi's Podcast Dane here with Wags Wags happy 201st podcast <laughs> um, we're we're uh we're broadcasting here on a sunday evening uh, one of the last days of february and i'll tell you what folks off season is now in full swing the packers have just a couple weeks to um, get under the cap and they are seemingly busy at work restructuring some contracts some of their very very important veterans um obviously a lot of it's going to be contingent on what Aaron Rodgers ends up doing or doesn't do uh, as a member of the Green Bay Packers. But folks, Packers are getting at it and wags. Let's just dive right in uh, with some of these restructures because, uh, you know, the first one is an important one, I thought, in Kenny Clark. Uh, one of the most uh, important pieces to this young ascending defense and the Packers at, what, 26 years old, Kenny Clark, getting that restructure. He's clearly in the plans for a long time to come. Sure. And I think it's, uh, by the way, happy Sunday evening to you. Glad to be back talking Packers. Uh, for those of you watching later or listening later, I should say, uh, Dane and I decided this was a Sunday night beer sipping cheers. episode. So cheers. Uh, for those of you on the live, go grab a beer and sip one with us. Pop some uh, predictions, off-season thoughts into the chat. Uh, we're live streaming here on Facebook and uh, Twitter and our YouTube channel, uh, courtesy of StreamYard. So, um, yeah, it, it's been interesting just to take a step back before I dive into the Kenny Clark news and looking at some of the other um, restructures that the front office has done. It was both necessary and I'm going to say a little bit telling the the players that they've restructured so far. Uh, there aren't a lot of options for restructuring. If you look at uh, who they have under contract, um, it's really guys that they can convert some of their salary into signing bonus. And that's that's the genesis of what they're doing with the restructuring. So it's already money that was essentially owed, uh, but it does have some ramifications of pushing some of the uh, cap hits into the future. Now, uh, there are some projections that the salary cap is going to go up quite a bit after this new TV deal that the NFL is going to strike in the next couple of seasons. So if you're a team like the Packers and you're, uh, you know, fighting to get under the salary cap, uh, it, it may be a, a still a little bit of a challenge to do that. But uh, maybe they're not as uh, reticent to push some money into future years uh, with that kind of uh, prognostication on the table. That said, on the flip side, when you look at Kenny Clark, um, he, his restructure frees up nearly $10 million, uh under the cap going into next year. So that takes us from that $50 million, uh that were over the cap right down to forty. And uh, this is a big chunk right off the top. Clearly, Kenny Clark is a guy that's just kind of entering his prime, had, as far as I'm concerned, his finest year as a Packer uh, this past season, and uh, no reason to think he's not going to be getting better and better as long as he can stay healthy over the next few years. So he's not going anywhere. This isn't one of those Zadarius Smith restructures that happened last off season. Uh, Kenny Clark is a guy that they'll be happy to pay as long as he's healthy, as I said, uh, for the for several years to come. And uh, so 
this is uh, part of the math too uh, as we look at these restructures is this going to be um, a move for both now and the future or is this a move that could potentially be spelling what the pl plans are for this player in a year or two uh, and that leads us to Aaron Jones who was the, the second guy that they restructured and uh, his deal uh, was not as big of a restructure. Uh, it, it freed up about three and a half million uh, for the cap. Um, so between Kenny Clark and Aaron Jones, that freed up around 14 million. Uh, but the, the, the most important factor here for the time being is that the restructure actually means that Aaron Jones is going to have the highest cap number of any running back in the NFL at this point. Now that may change in the very near future, uh, it, going into the 2022, 2023 off season. So, uh, what does that mean for the future of a guy like Aaron Jones? We shall see. Uh, but he plays a position in running back that, um, a lot of times they don't survive a full second contract. And um, so the Packers may have um, signified some things there, but at least for next season, uh, Aaron Jones uh, was a, a team player here and, and uh, uh, the Packers were able to make a restructure with him as well. Yeah. Wags. And you talk about that Aaron Jones money. It just, um, I'm, I'm looking at the numbers as we talk um, they do those two, though, at the two void years at the back end. That's seemingly becoming really popular in the league. And um, that allows the team to spread the money out over five years of the cap. So the Packers are definitely pushing this money ahead. $3 million in savings, but um, it does guarantee he's back next year. I, I think that the, the term, you know, all in, you know, whatever, it seems to be a little overplayed at this point uh, when we're talking about teams, but it does seem like the Packers have an eye towards keeping the, the nucleus of this team together. There's absolutely no doubt about that. And it allows for the Packers to get a second year of that just nasty one-two punch of AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. Um, so, you know, without looking too far ahead into the future, uh, at least in the immediate, we're going to have two major weapons back in Green Bay, which wasn't necessarily, isn't always a guarantee uh, when you get into these kinds of caps uh, troubles. Um, looking ahead, though, I will say, I think that the Packers front office, which is very good, Russ Ball is just fantastic. Uh, they're enabled to um, maneuvering the cap, but they're definitely banking on an expanded cap uh, into next year. There's no doubt about it. They're hoping for a big number to come in. And, and right now it's expected to be higher uh, next year, but they're definitely banking on that. Otherwise, next year could be a little bit more challenging with some of these new restructures. For sure. And uh, then, of course, the third move that came out was uh, another domino there with um, uh, the restructuring of David Bakhtiari, uh, creating another $8 million plus in, in uh, cap space. So right off the bat, the Packers, with three restructures, have essentially cleared up almost half uh, of the uh, money that they needed to to get back to even now they're gonna have to clear more than that uh but there that's these are the first dominoes because uh now we can get into some of the contract extensions um for a couple of big guys but also uh looking at some of the guys that are going to be due here um we've got uh certainly uh, a few guys that are going to be headed into free agency uh, that would be nice to look at and um so we need to free up even more money to even talk about some of those guys uh but 
Um, I, I, someone like Jair Alexander, we know there's going to be an extension at some point, most likely this offseason. I'm sure they've been talking and hard at work at that uh, for some time. Uh, so that's a guy that uh, you can potentially really save up a, a bunch more money, perhaps even another seven, eight million against the cap next year, even even though they're going to be giving him big money in, in this deal. Um, so that's kind of the way this works is uh, Jair is going to be like at, at this point, I think he's 13 million against the cap, but most likely you can just about rip most of that up whenever that uh, contract extension comes. And I'm saying whenever, because uh, you know, it's going to happen folks, both parties are going to want to get this done. Um, and uh, so that's, that's another domino that's going to fall. Um, so Darius Smith, I think most people are pretty sure he's gone. It doesn't seem like he has any interest in working with the Packers front office to get something done. So not saying never going to happen. Um, you never know. Uh, you know, things could be pretty bleak and maybe he'll have a change of heart and be able to work something out. But uh, I do think it's interesting that there's been whispers that Zadarius might be a guy that could be appealing to other teams in a trade, which I hadn't even really thought was going to be on the table. But it makes sense considering that um, he's not going to cost the other team nearly as much as he's going to cost the Packers. So Packers are going to be eating some dead money uh, with Zadarius Smith, whether they trade or cut him. But it's the same either way. Uh, so a trade or a cut with Zadarius Smith is going to clear about 15 million, just over 15 million uh, against the cap. They're going to be carrying about 12 million plus in a dead cap hit uh, with Zadarius Smith, whether they trade or cut him. Uh, but for a premium pass rusher, if healthy, Zadarius Smith, I think there's some teams that, hey, maybe they'll take a roll of the dice and heck, if we can get a fourth or a fifth round pick right. even uh, to flip Zadarius Smith. I think the Packers are probably going to hang on to him until they have to make a decision and see if there's any teams out there that are uh, with a little bit more cap space uh, that uh, may be willing to take him on or would be motivated to take him on. And uh, so and that's, Wags, that's another and prospect out there. But just throwing that out there, two, 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 just those two guys, we're pretty much going to be pretty close to wiping out this $50 million uh, deficit that we had. Um, and we're not even talking about some of the other big extensions uh, in uh, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, which we'll be talking about here in a minute. Uh, but yeah, Dan, go ahead. I know you're going to jump in there. Well, with Zadarius too, I've, I've seen some people say, why would a team trade for Zadarius Smith if they know he's going to get cut? Um, I just have to push back on that right away and say, because there's no guarantees in free agency. That's the absolute only way a team is going to be able to secure his rights is to give up some draft capital for him. If they don't do that, now you're just, you know, it's going to the highest bidder and good for Zadarius, go earn money, you know, go get it. But um, there's no way that another team's going to be able to secure his rights. Uh, absolutely. And they might be getting into a bidding war. There's a lot of different things that could be at play. So I think the Packers, to your point, are in actually a pretty good power position right now uh, as far as trading in the NFL goes, because, um, you know, they do have options potentially. And you've got to think right now, I agree. I don't think Zadarius Smith's a Packer this year. I don't see a chance where that happens realistically. Um, so right now you've got to think the Packers are, are fielding offers and putting feelers out and seeing what they can do to try to recoup something for Big Z before he leaves. Yeah, uh, well, definitely not at his current number. And, yeah. and it doesn't seem like 
at this point, at least, uh, the vibes that we're getting from Sidarius are uh, real positive. Um, I mean, he, he always tries to, you know, put a, a positive spin on things. I get that. But um, he, he gets the score. Uh, the Packers are not going to keep him next year at a $27 million cap number. Uh, so he's either going to have to rip that up or move on. And if you're Zedarius Smith, you're still considering yourself one of the, the top premium pass rushers in the league. Uh, you're not really highly motivated to do anything uh, to change your contract structure because I think there's a heck of a lot of teams out there that would be happy to pay Zedarius Smith $60 million next year. Uh, and that's really what you're looking at. So, um, you know, I don't know why I didn't really think of that earlier, but uh, I do think there's a good chance that the Packers, it may not be a, a, a second or a third round pick, but I think they can still get something uh, by flipping Zedarius Smith here this offseason. So um, anyway, so that gives us basically zero. That sets us. Um, so let's get into the meat of the discussion, what we really wanted to dive in here, talk Ooh. about tonight, because um, in effect, before we can talk, uh, about any of the free agents that we want to bring back, including Devontae Adams. Uh, we've got to talk about Aaron Rodgers, number 12. And so, Dane, I I started immediately after our playoff loss was kind of, eh, that seems like a finale. Um, and I think that was kind of your gut instinct, too. Then as time went on, I was sort of shifted to, no, it seems like he's coming back. Um, and now I'm kind of shifting to, well, I think he's still going to come back, but it seems like there's some smoke with, with trade offers. Uh, mm -hmm. So, um, I, I don't know if I'm super confident at this point that I know, uh, what's going to happen, uh, to be honest with you, but I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are just piecing together some of the puzzles. You've got great insight and a read into things. And I, I'm just wondering where you're at when you look at all of the little, you know, nuggets that we've gotten out there, both from the Packer front office, um, from the actions of Aaron in staying after the season uh, to talk to the Packers front office. Is that to figure out how to stay? Is that for a trade? Uh, you know, there's there's lots of ways that can go to his recent appearance on Pat McAfee. I mean, there's there's so many things here. Uh, and uh, the fact that he hasn't announced yet, um, hey. I've got some thoughts on that. He said he was going to do it hopefully by mid-February, and here we are knocking March. on the door of March, and it doesn't seem like a decision's coming anytime soon. So, Dane, what say you? What's what's your gut feeling as of today, February 27th, on Aaron Rodgers? That's a loaded question. Um, I think that, well, there's three routes he can go. He can play for the Packers, he can retire, he can be traded. Those are the three routes, right, that, that we're looking at. Um, I agree. I, I think it's fascinating that there's been some leaks that the Packers um, have multiple trade uh, offers on the table, like like teams have been reaching out and presenting it. I don't know how much I believe that, to be totally honest with you. Um, I think my money is that can, he can I intercept just a second? Please. Who do you think is leaking that? Is that other teams? Yeah. 
I think so. Okay. I, I think so too. Um, I think I don't think the Packers would be playing in that space right now. They've been very vocal. I think of uh, their their hope that he's coming back to the Packers. I'd be pretty surprised at this point if they got caught with you know quote unquote with their pants down, then starting to try to uh, you know spread trade rumors. That's not a good look for a team that seems to be um, kind of. Um, back to neutral with their fan base. I think that they look pretty good right now. The front office is showing that they put all the effort in for the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes, so to speak. So I'd be shocked if it was somebody with the Packers brass doing that. So I agree with you on the surface, mm-hmm. but both parties, I think, learned a lot from last offseason. And yes, they've got that professional relationship. And I yeah. believe that's genuine. Sure. I really do. But they, I think they're also smart enough to realize that playing it this way for both of them gives them plausible deniability into whatever ends up happening here for the Packers. It's they've done everything that they can do to retain Aaron Rodgers, and for Aaron Rodgers, he's done everything he can do to repair that relationship and say all the good things. And so it, you know, it, it, part of me sort of hesitates when I see that too, because, um, you know, there could be a long con, for lack of better word, going on here uh, with both sides. I don't think that's what we're seeing. Uh, I really don't. I'm, I'm not big into that. I, I don't think that all of the parties involved, when you look at the egos and the pride of, of what of what they're trying to get out of this, would be able to hold things together without some snipping uh, yeah. going on at some point, if that was actually the case. So I I, I I, not to take the air out of that little conspiracy theory, but it's out there. I would just say that that was uh, something I thought of, and I think other Packer fans are probably thinking the same thing at times when they see this, you know, goody goody fast right. going on. Is this actually real, or are they just trying to set us up to make it seem like they did everything they could? And uh, you know, uh, as Packer fans, we're we're just getting hooked into that hook, line, and sinker. Uh, but, Dane, anyway, going back then, um, I don't know if you finished your thoughts. I, I, well, you're, you're, you laid out the scenarios. I think we, we understand that. But right now, what is your gut thought? Um, wh- where does things stand with Aaron? And if you had to make a prediction, if he was going to announce this week, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I think he's coming back to play for the Packers this year um, and probably for a couple of years. I think the team's working out a long-term deal. With, I, and in fact, I think that Aaron knows, I, I would argue that maybe the team already knows, and that's why they're starting to make some of the moves that they're doing. Um, I think that there's a bit of an agreement uh, in in Green Bay that this is what's going to be happening and that Aaron's waiting to make the announcement. Um, maybe it's not a, a full a full-throated, yes, I'm back, guys, but I think it's very much a, hey, fellas, I'm leaning a certain way here, and I think that that's where they're at at this point. Um, I've kind of felt that way for quite some time now. I know that there was some stuff that had come out, um, maybe that maybe he would retire, and I could still see that happening, but I, I just, when we take ourselves out of it a little bit and just look from 30,000 feet, Aaron Rodgers doesn't necessarily seem like a guy who's quite ready to retire. I think he still has something to prove. I'd be pretty shocked. Uh, he's a competitive guy. I'd be pretty shocked if him getting bounced by the the San Francisco 49ers, the team that passed him, uh, passed on him all those years ago, that he's been very open 
he's pissed about that and wanted to make him pay. I'd be pretty surprised if, okay, they're the ones that knock you out at Lambeau and, uh, you know, see you later. So I think he still has an ax to grind. I think he still has something to prove in this league. Um, I promise you Aaron Rodgers um, is hearing the hate that goes on across the country saying that he's choking in big games. And um, I, I do think that this is probably his best opportunity to win too is in green Bay. I, I can't imagine at 39 dude wants to go somewhere else, a team that has to give up assets to get him. And then for him to go and learn a new offense and go through all of that. We know that Aaron is, is pretty meticulous with his receivers. He's picky about the routes and all of that. Do you really see at this stage in his career making that switch, especially with an ascending defense and seemingly getting more and more on page with this front office that's very clearly trying to work with him? I, I would be shocked if it's anything other than Aaron Rodgers back in Green Bay for the next couple of years. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that here. Um, we've got some comments coming in here in our chat. Um, I'm going to share one here from Jamie Alvaro. Um, let's go get Carr. Adam should be our priority. So, uh, sir, Derek Carr, uh, one of uh, Devontae's <laughs> college teammates, good friends. Yeah. Uh, I get kind of the sentiment in some ways of, you know what, let's cash in our chips with Aaron Rodgers right now. And we're going to have to reset likely here in in a couple of years, either way, even if he comes back. Um, I don't see Aaron playing till 45. Uh, He's not Tom Brady in that regard. I I just don't see that. Uh, I could be wrong, but I, I, my gut feeling says Aaron has a couple years left. Uh, That would be my prediction. He might have two, maybe three years left. Uh, But for me, it seemed more likely that Aaron's going to want to probably go out on his own terms and maybe surprise some people. He could get an extension and retire next year. I wouldn't be shocked by that. Um, so I, I get the feeling from certain Packer fans that have, even though uh, Aaron Rodgers has given so much to this franchise and he obviously makes us a contender every year he's at the helm, they're looking at it and saying the lights at the end of the tunnel with Aaron Rodgers. let's cash in and uh, get a whole bunch of picks. Uh, certainly there's no guarantee that any of those picks work out, but um, they could get a haul uh, for sure. So uh, Jamie's perspective is one that I think is shared with a lot of Packer fans out there. And uh, they're saying we love Aaron. Maybe they don't, I don't know, but um, they're ready to just get what we can from him and, and hit that reset button now. So, um, so I, I understand that sentiment too. And um, it's certainly interesting. I, I will say that, if Aaron's going to, you know, talk about whatever happens on uh, McAfee's show, it's not going to be announcing a trade. No. Aaron's not going to be the one that takes the brunt of that. That's so LeBron, if a trade man. happens, yeah, it's happening, happen. and then he'll go on and talk about it. Yeah. Um, so if if he's going to announce anything on McAfee, it's coming back or retiring. Uh, so that's something I think realistically Aaron's not going to take um, the heat for going on and saying I'm going somewhere else before the team announces anything. So, um, so yeah, I don't know, Dane, what do you feel about the, the trade thing? You said that you feel like that's other teams leaking that out there mm-hmm. and that's just a bunch of smoke, but I was, I don't know if I should be surprised, but I was a little bit surprised this past week that there were reports that multiple teams have put offers on the table. So not just, you know, they're talking and they're interested, but actual offers on the table for the Packers. So 
What does that tell you? I, I don't know. Um, do I don't know feel... if they know anything more than we know. I think you shoot your shot if you're a front office and thinks you're close. I will I think say that's what it is. that I think whatever happens, if they're going to extend Aaron, they're not going to wait until April. or They, they need to get this done yeah. before March 15th if they're going to extend Aaron. Uh, that's So we're going to know soon. I, I really yeah. strongly feel that because um, they're going to have to make a decision on Devontae Adams, and we'll talk about him in a couple of minutes. But if you extend Aaron Rodgers, that's clearing, depending on how they structure that, 15 to 20 million off his cap number next year. So uh, between that and a Zedarius decision, whether they can trade or cut him before March 15th, uh, you're looking at 30 to 35 million in clearing uh, of space there. And that still isn't enough to, you know, take on Devontae Adams if they have to, uh, if they do have to uh, use the tag on him. Right. Um, and it's also not enough to go out and sign one of the, uh, a few of these free agents. Devontae Campbell, I have a feeling is going to cost uh, a, a little bit more than he did last year for sure. And uh, more like, more than likely, even if they clear another $35 million, you're really only looking at $5 million over the cap. So you, you, that's not going to be enough to to right. to make a signing of Javonda Campbell um, or, you know, even a Chandon Sullivan or some of these other guys that are um, unrestricted free agents. So if they want to make some moves on them before they hit the open market, um, they're going to have to not only make those two moves uh, with Zadarius and Aaron Rodgers, but at least probably one other extension, one other cut, a couple more restructures uh, right. in order to uh, get in position to uh, be able to keep some of these guys. And what's the point of of not getting that done? If they want to keep some of these guys and quote unquote, go all in again, um, they're going to need uh, these moves to happen before March 15th for sure. Yeah. And I mean, talking this, we're not talking 10 million here, but even um, 4 million, which is going to be a lot when it's tight, Mason Crosby, the Packers are carrying three kickers right now, folks. Uh, I can't remember that ever happening as a Packer fan. Um, and, you know, bringing in a young man from, I think he was in Oakland or I guess Las Vegas prior to this, but the Packers are clearly going with competition there between he and, and JJ Molson. Um, I've got to wonder, and I'm just speculating, if Mason, the Packers know something about Mason maybe retiring here, uh, and that's why they're holding uh, the third, because, you know, they, the, the the company line has been, we're keeping them on the 90 and all of that, but you've got to wonder if maybe Mason's, I mean, what else does the guy have to prove? Again, pure speculation, but I don't expect the Packers to carry three kickers on the 90 and one of them making $4 million uh, when they're in the cap situation they're in. It's just not realistic. Yeah, I agree. And um, certainly if you're, if you're going to make that move, um, it, it makes sense that now would be the time to do it. Um, and um, uh, bringing in uh, uh, Rich Bisaccia, who is, was with the Raiders, um, they, he's got a relationship with the kicker as well. So um, it, it's, it seems inevitable uh, that that might be something that happens with Mason. Um and uh, we've got a couple other guys that we could restructure, and I'm just looking at, according to Over the Cap, Adrian Amos is one. Um, it'll be interesting to see uh, what they do with Randall Cobb. I think yeah. that's totally contingent on Aaron. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, if they want to kick 
uh, some money down the can with Randall. Perhaps they do and bring him back for one more year. Uh, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, but there's not a lot of other moves. Then you're really looking at Dean Lowry and Billy Turner. Um, and that's about it. Uh, between all of those guys, you can restructure and it's, it's a chunk of change. Uh, especially if you in, include Mason in that. Um, you know, you're looking at about 14 million, uh, mm-hmm. with those four guys. Uh, but there's, you know, that's, that's going to move the needle. I get it. So I think this week we'll probably be hearing about Billy Turner. We'll probably be hearing, um, about Dean Lowry, perhaps. Um, I think Randall Cobb and, and Aaron Rodgers kind of happen around the same time, whatever, whether, uh, Cobb gets cut and, and Rodgers is gone or Rodgers gets extended and they restructure Cobb. Uh, I think that's going to be kind of a hand in hand type of deal. So, um, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's some ways here. Let's just say that Goody and, uh, uh, Russ Ball and the rest of this Packer front office are going to be very busy. Uh, in, yeah. for the next week or two, especially if you want to try to get a couple of extensions in there. I mean, it's crazy to think about. That's not an easy thing to do to be talking and trying to get multiple extensions done at the same time. So, um, it's going to be complicated, but uh, I think as you've been saying all along, they have a plan. Um, but the best laid plans, <laughs> as we mm-hmm. know, uh, don't necessarily come to fruition. So everything kind of has to go. Um, according to what they want. And uh, when you're negotiating with both parties and multiple parties at once, uh, things can break down in a hurry. So anyway, Dane, before we... And Wags, yeah, go ahead. One last thing with Rodgers. I can't believe we didn't mention it. We have to. The Packers bringing in Tom Clements to be quarterback's coach again, I think is a huge indicator. The man's 68 years old, was retired from football. He's coming back. Uh, I'd be. He has a very, very close relationship with Aaron. I would have a very, very big surprise if he's coming back to coach Jordan Love. No offense to Jordan Love. He just doesn't have that relationship with Jordan like he does with Aaron. This feels very, very much like we're going to bring back Aaron's guy that he's had a lot of success with, that he's close with, you know, outside of the field even uh, to be a part of this, like, you know, maybe last couple of year push with Aaron. So that's just something we got to mention. I I completely agree. I I mean, he, he he obviously likes coaching young quarterbacks. I mean, he was down in Arizona uh, for, was it one or two years? Uh, years but, I think, yeah. yeah, but he was retired for a few years after after 2015 when he did, was not retained on the Packers staff. So um, this isn't a guy that clearly feels like he needs to be working right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, Jordan Love, I'm sure, would benefit from working with, with Coach yeah. Clements, but from Coach Clement's perspective, is that really what's bringing him back? I, I think that's definitely another breadcrumb uh, mm-hmm. that uh, is an indicator for sure. And they offer him best of both worlds, really, because he gets to work with Aaron. But to your point, he likes working with young quarterbacks. They, you know, the pitch is you get to work with Aaron Rodgers, but you're also able to kind of mold the next quarterback here potentially. So it's a really interesting role for him. For sure. For sure. So, Dane, I think before uh, we get into our next half of the discussion with Devonte Adams. Uh, we should uh, pay some bills and talk about DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL. And of course, football season is over, but we've still got deals from DraftKings using our promo code TPPN. So Dane, have you gotten 
your wife, Andrea, converted with all of her football winnings over to the NBA, college <sighs> basketball. What's going on with her? Oh, she's NBA. Um, you know, go box, basically. Where we basically, she's gone from doing uh, AJ Dillon a number of weeks to, you know, you name it. On, on the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, you know, but but she's all in on Bucks individual players. She's in on the whole thing, so she's having a lot of fun. And really, Wags, it's all because of DraftKings Sportsbook. This awesome deal where you use promo code TPPN. Um, she had not been on this link, uh, had not been on this app, excuse me, uh, until their promo code to, to, to um, start the football season. And now she's been all in. She's having a ton of uh, fun. Uh, you know, watching basketball games. I think she's watching the NBA right now upstairs as you and I are talking. So it's a lot of fun. So thanks, DraftKings. It's a lot of fun doing what you're doing. For sure. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call one Gambler in Tennessee, call or text Tennessee Redline 1 800 889 In Connecticut, call 888 789 or visit slash chat. In New York, call 877 8 Hope NY or text Hope NY 467 369. All right, so Dane, let's talk Devontae Adams then. I, I think this is going to be one of those deals that while there is some contingency on what Aaron Rodgers wants to do from the Packers perspective. If they don't work out an extension and I, I I'd be actually kind of surprised if they did uh, work out an extension before the uh, deadline, but you have to put, use the um, uh, you have to use um, the, uh, I'm, I'm blanking the out tag. the tag. Francesca, I'm sorry. Yeah. We have to use the tag on Devonte. You can't just let, an asset like that walk out the door with get, without getting anything in return. Um, and all respect to Devonte. Hopefully, get it. Nobody wants to play under the tag, and he is worth more than what he will get under the tag. There's no doubt about it. Um, from the team perspective, um, you know, normally I think a lot of people side with the player in, in these situations, and uh, this is just one of those deals, Dane, where. Devontae, because of his age, he's he's played out two contracts now. And even though he definitely deserves to be paid um, yeah. from the Packers standpoint with where we are against the cap, uh, we need Devontae, but we also don't want to be tied, I don't think, to Devontae uh, when he's 35 years old, getting paid $25, 30000000 million a year. So this is going to be a delicate dance. And I, I'm, again, curious to hear what your thoughts are. but. Ultimately, the team has all the leverage here, and um, I just can't see them uh, allowing Devontae Adams to get out the door um, without being tagged or extended in some way. And unfortunately for Devontae, I think where this is headed is he's more than likely going to get one of those deals where it looks like a ton of money on paper, but it's really a two-year contract and it sucks for him. He's going to know it. Everybody's going to know it, 
but how is he going to be able to get out of that? Because that's the only way that the Packers are going to feel comfortable paying him that premium money the next couple of years is if they can get out of it in, in two or three seasons. Um, Devontae's not going to like that, but his only other option is to play against the cap or, or not play at all, um, which I don't think uh, he's going to like either of those options either. So um, it could get drawn out for quite some time. Uh, but uh, Dane, I'm going to hand it over to you. I, do you see any scenario where Devontae isn't a tagged, um, and, you know, I guess they could work out an extension before that, but I, I think the Packers are, and from their perspective, I think it's beneficial to tag him. I know it's bad for business in some ways, but from a leverage standpoint, I really feel like they need to tag him and, and let this play out. I, I wish I wasn't saying that because I'm usually pro player, yeah, but, so um, uh, in this situation, it's just, it really sucks for Devante. It really does, but, uh, it, it's, I don't see any other way that the Packers can approach this. Do you? No, I, I don't. And and I agree. Devontae's earned every penny he can make. Um, so, you know, he wants to maybe be the highest paid receiver. He should be. He's fantastic. He's proven to be good when Aaron was hurt with Brett Hundley. Like, dude can ball. Um, looking at it from the team perspective and as a, as a Packers fan first, though, Generally speaking, it's probably not great to sign nearly 30-year-old wide receivers to massive contracts. That's just the, how, how it goes in this league. So I think the team's going to tag Devontae. From there, I could go either way on if he's in Green Bay next year or if he's somewhere else. Uh, I really could um, because I, I, I think Devontae's going to be holding out for, for, for something here. And um, he's shown that he doesn't want to hold out. By, by the literal sense, I think, in the past. Um, but I do think the Packers are going to probably, maybe he stays, but Wags, I think, I really do. I think it's 50-50. Um, if a team offers assets before the draft for Devontae Adams and they have a chance to to go and recoup something, you know, for him and let him walk, they might do it. Now you ask, you know, who else at wide receiver is going to step up? MBS is, a, you know, is, is a free agent as well. Lazard's a, a restricted free agent, all of this. Um, you know, that's something the front office is going to need to have a contingency plan for. And I would hope that they kind of have one in place already, should they trade Devontae Adams. Uh, but A, I don't see him walking without the Packers getting something in return. But B, I kind of have a hard time envisioning the Packers in their current cap situation giving Devontae Adams the type of money that he's earned over the last few years. I'm surprised to hear you say that, honestly. I feel like that is 50-50. If, if Aaron Rodgers is back, you honestly think the Packers would move on from Devontae Adams? I, I mean, I, I get they're not a package deal, but you're going to leave the wide receiver room bare and Aaron's going to agree to that? Here's, folks, this is why Aaron hasn't come back yet. He's using leverage to try to get his friend Devante an extension. Um, that's just as much on the table with his delaying and dragging his feet here because that's the only leverage that Aaron has over the Packers front office to build urgency to get something done with Devante Adams. He's trying to help his brother out here, but I, I just don't see the Packers having any reason other than they want to get something worked out with Aaron and get that all right. taken care of. So there's a delicate dance going on here, Dane, but you know, and I, I get the 50 50 in a vacuum, but if Aaron Rodgers is back, there's no way 
in my opinion, that Devontae Adams is not back with the Packers. I, I just don't see any scenario that that happens. Then so, Aaron can't be making $50 million a year. <laughs> That's just a reality. I don't know how they make it work. That's the thing. Well, you know, it's going to be hard enough to fill out this wide receiver group uh, as it is, even if they bring Devontae back. Uh, so I, I just, I'm sorry. I guess I, 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 nor, I, I get where your head's at, but, um, you know, these things I think are so intertwined that it's hard for me to separate, uh, that, uh, there isn't something that has to, these dominoes have to fall together in some ways. Now, if things break down and the Packers are like, I guess we're just going to trade Aaron Rodgers. This isn't going to work. And that's the direction they decide to go. I'd be surprised. Then I completely agree. I would say it's more like 90% that Devontae Adams gets traded then in that situation as well. So um, from a purely mathematical standpoint, if you're factoring in all scenarios, then I kind of get the 50-50. But since... Since we're we're really thinking Aaron's more likely to be back, um, to me, I I guess I feel like, you know, Aaron's not coming back with you know a, a bare wide receiver room and starting over with a bunch of rookies and second year players and maybe Randall Cobb as the veteran of that group. That just doesn't work in my opinion. And um, it's not like letting Devonte Adams out the door all of a sudden creates you know tons more cap space for the Packers where they can go out and get another premium receiver to potentially replace them. So, um, you know, the options here are not wonderful uh, for letting Devontae Adams go unless you're hitting that reset button, in my opinion. Well, Wags, and that begs the bigger question. Maybe we don't have time for it today, maybe on a future podcast. What should the Packers do? Because uh, right now we're, we're talking what, what we think they're going to do, but you know, what is the wise decision for the health of the organization long term? I just I get a little nervous. And and this is not a knock on any individual player here. I it's a, This is a father time is undefeated discussion a little bit. I get nervous when we start talking about tons of guys coming back over 30. Not a knock on any individual guy. I love these guys. I love our players on this team. But it just starts to make me nervous. Um, I don't recall the last time a ton of, you know, guys that are getting up there all kind of get together. Uh, other than maybe Tampa Bay, but they had a really young, fast defense. And the Packers are getting there on that front. But I just, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of talking in circles. I'm a little squeamish, though, investing tons of money in guys 30-plus. I guess I, is what it comes to. I agree with you. Here's what I think is going to happen. I think Rodgers is back with an extension. That frees up a bunch of cap. Devontae might still end up getting tagged. But the reality is, if Devontae wants to get paid for the next couple of years, close to that $30 million that he thinks he's worth, and he probably is yes. worth that based yeah. on the wide receiver market where it is. I need, I know these numbers sound insane, but that's just the way that these contracts are going. So um, it's going to be a four or five-year deal, probably a five-year deal, but the reality is it's going to be structured that the Packers are going to be able to get out from under it after the second year. And Devontae's not going to like that. I, I fully acknowledge that. But what other choice does he really have? He can play for less money for a one-year deal if he stays tagged. Mm -hmm. He might sit out for a while. He's going to not, he's going to 
try to maximize all the leverage he can. He's not going to sign that deal right away. But at the end of the day, he he can either retire, sit out the year, or cash in and take the money now. And it's again, it sucks for Devontae Adams, but the reality is, is the Packers have all the leverage. And so it would be foolish for them to give in and lock themselves into a long-term contract that's going to put them in cap hell with Devontae Adams uh, four or five years down the road. So to answer your question, Dane, I, I think we're in full agreement on that. We love Devontae Adams. He's worth every penny of that highest paid NFL uh, wide receiver today, mm-hmm. in oh. our opinion. Uh, but it's three years from now that we're not so sure about given his age. And uh, so that's the way I really feel like this ends up playing out. And, um, and maybe Devontae looks uh, at the end of the uh, uh, gun barrel and says, that's the scenario that's going to happen, whether I sign it now or I wait until September. Um, Perhaps not. I don't know. Normally with the players, they're going to, they're going to extend it out as much as they can to make things uncomfortable for the team, Mm -hmm. but uh, we'll see. We'll see what they try, they're able to do, and uh, ultimately, though, I think that's that's the end game uh, for both parties. It feels like, as you mentioned, I mean, we're NFL is a, a deadline driven league, as is most of America on things, and I feel like we're hitting some deadlines here. I think March sixteenth is the start of the new league year. Rogers is going to have to give an answer here in the next week or two. Um, probably the next week, uh, realistically, maybe even Tuesday. So I would expect, Wags, whenever that announcement comes, we're going to have to jump back on this podcast and start talking about Aaron Rodgers and what's next. And also, I would love, I don't remember if we did this last year or a few years ago, but we did predictions on all the free agents, uh, on who's coming back, who's not, all of that. And right now, until we know Aaron Rodgers, it's just not fair to do it. Uh, But then after that, I would love for us to be able to jump on and and talk about, uh, you know, who each of us thinks coming back and who's not from this free agent group. Yeah, and those things could be happening very quickly. So we're going to have to be ready to go. And folks, you're going to have to be ready to jump back on with us because uh, once that first domino falls, things could just be going in rapid succession here. It's going to be exciting. Um, I really hope (laughs) that uh, we don't get to March 15th without certain things happening because uh, if that's the case, it's probably not a good sign uh, for uh, next season at least. But, um, you know, we've been patient so far. And, and I think with these contract restructures that have started to happen here, um, uh, the ball is rolling now. So uh, this next week could be an exciting week uh, as we get into the, the meat of preparation for free agency. Yeah, no doubt about it. So, Wags, um, it's been fun. It's been fun talking about this. Um, and I'm looking forward to, to this week as well. Any parting um, shots you have for this podcast tonight just hey everybody thanks for jumping on appreciate yeah, uh, all the comments and chat honestly as crazy as it may sound is i i feel like sometimes when we get into these off-season discussions it's it's so insight driven dane mm-hmm. i just love talking about these things with you because um not to pat ourselves on the back but i really feel like we've got a pulse of the business and on the player side of things and can have kind of a even keeled perspective on what might be going on here so um uh, for those of you that have joined us i hope 
Hope you uh, took something out of that discussion, uh, enjoyed it, if nothing else. And um, we'll be ready to come back on and continue to talk some off-season Packers. And uh, really, really looking forward to some additional, that first extension. I, I know it's coming. So it's coming. Uh, Jair's coming, Wags. I can Jair's coming for yeah. sure. So absolutely. So folks, uh, stay tuned here in the next week or so, probably next Sunday night perhaps is a good uh, plan unless something major happens here during the week. So um, thanks so much for tuning in and listening. And as always, go Pack Go! go, pack, go. Every year I know we're going to go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go Pack Go! Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll leave it with your good luck. Only thing I will say.